Hello and welcome back to the FPL podcast by Fantasy Football Hub. My name is Andrew and today I am joined as usual by Adam Hopcroft. Hey Adam. How you doing Andrew? You well? I am very well, you? Yeah, good thanks. Good, good. Um, and also this week we are joined by two other Fantasy Football Hub contributors who between them have amassed a very impressive 11 top 10k finishes. Firstly, we have Steve Horan better known as FPL Theory on Twitter, who has a fantastic FPL record with four top 10K finishes, and he also now runs the Hub Instagram account. Steve, thank you so much for coming on. Could you please tell us a bit about yourself? Good morning. I am Steve Horan, the FPL Theory in the Twitter and Instagram world. I'm delighted to be on for my first pod. I've been a FPL player for, I think, 12 seasons now. Um, and as your kind intro has suggested there, I've had a few good finishes over that time. I've recently moved to Australia here, so it's currently 6 a.m. here um, <laughs> at the time of recording. So, um, you know, dedication to the fantasy football cause here. But um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, the season's been going okay this year as well. I'm kind of floating around the 100k mark at the moment. So I'm um, just hoping to drive that on now over Christmas. And finally, but by no means least, we have the legendary Rich Clark who briefly topped the Hall of Fame rankings last season. He has no less than seven top 10K finishes, including two top 500 finishes, and in 13 seasons has never finished outside the top 30K, the model of consistency. Rich, thank you so much for coming on, and could you tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, hi, uh, Andy. Thanks for that nice uh, nice introduction. Hi, everybody. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what I can add to that. I... I um, <laughs> I've started writing for the site. Um, I write a series of articles under the, the veteran or shouldn't happen to a veteran type um, type guys. Um, and I also uh, offer the uh, or run the, the team review service for the hub. So uh, um, those are a couple of things that I've started getting into. And it's just really nice to be part of this, uh, this community and, uh, and get involved. So hopefully I can offer some insight on the pod today. It's great to have you on, guys, and um, very excited to hear your thoughts on some of the topics that we've got today. So let's have a look at some of the questions we've had from the community this week. And we've had a question from Richard Brook, and he said, apart from Vardy, if you were playing 3-4-3, who are the other two must-have strikers going forward? We've also had a question from Nikhil Narayanan. Um, Is Richarlison worth a punt with Pulisic amount not doing much in recent weeks? And we've also had a question from Louis underscore FPL with Leicester, Spurs and Man United becoming reliable with regards to consistent team sheets and goal scorers. Do we even need any Liverpool, Mane excluded, and Man City players anymore? So there are a lot of other similar questions too. But to cover this lot, our topic for this week will be Christmas shopping. Quite simply, the best players to hold for each position over the Christmas period from game week 18 through to and including game week 21. As with all good prep, we have decided to cover this now as this week's transfers will likely affect how we approach getting the key players we want in for this run. We have all picked our top three players for each position for our Christmas witch list. So firstly, let's have a look at the fixtures on fixture ticker and see what it tells us. So for those on the audio, if we look from game weeks 18 to 21, we can see that the teams with the best fixtures according to the hub ticker, um, Aston Villa, Crystal Palace, Bournemouth, Spurs, Norwich, Man United and Chelsea. Um, the bottom teams, um, Newcastle, Arsenal, Wolves, West Ham, 
Sheffield United, which is quite interesting, Leicester, and bottom is Liverpool. So those bottom three for me are very, very interesting because if we think of Sheffield United, Leicester, and Liverpool, that probably accounts maybe for between six and eight of our, you know, of the standard um, team on Twitter at the moment. So I thought they were very um, interesting fixtures. Guys, have any of you got any initial thoughts on that? fixture run um, and where we should be looking to, to focus our transfers over the next few weeks. Yeah, I think starting with, it's nice to see Villa top of the fixture ticker. Yeah. Thought I'd better kick <laughs> off with that. Yeah. I think um, I think a lot of attention will be focused around Villa. A lot of talked about Grealish. There's concerns about, um, he's on four yellow cards now. But I think, I think as we often see players on four yellow cards, it always takes a while for them to get their, or it can take yeah, a while for them always. to get their fifth. And I think because he's that integral to Villa, Villa will be aware of it. And I don't just make sure he doesn't give away any stupid fouls or do anything to, to get booked. So I think he'll be fine. Rich, have you got any kind of initial thoughts on what you'll be, be targeting for game week 18? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm quite a, a fixtures-based player. I play a lot of my, make a lot of my decisions around uh, groups of fixtures. Um, and because I'm in a slight minority position of still having my wild card left to play, um, I'm very much going to look at, at fixtures in the Christmas period as a way to try and make some small gains. You know, because of the flexibility that having a wild card gives me, I'm, I'm liable to wild card probably game week twenty. That seems to be what's the last week that I can use it. Um, but that will allow me to move certain players out that not having a wild card would have. So I'm so I'm looking at at those fixtures, particularly down the bottom of the list. You know, with Liverpool having a blank, then Leicester, arguably that you know one of the toughest games they're going to face away. Yeah. You know, that's an opportunity for me to sell Mane when others won't um, and then get him back on the wild card with a, yeah. you know, without too much risk. So things like that, just to, to what, what's grabbing my, my attention in, in, in the transfers I'm planning. Cool. Um, what about yourself, Steve? Anything stand out there for you immediately? Um, yeah, I'm in a quite privileged position also, um, like Rich there, that I'm currently holding my wild card as well. So interested to hear the thoughts on kind of strategies around it as you can see Leicester and Liverpool at the bottom of the pile um I'm also interested in picking Adam's brain on which Aston Villa players uh might be yeah. worth targeting I suppose if you look at game week 18 and 19 just before I plan on playing the wild card home games against Southampton and Norwich looked very attractive to me um also Bournemouth have pretty nice fixtures there but Callum Wilson and that salute just <laughs> I almost feel like FPL general here with like you just can't yeah. go near the the guy um, but yeah I'm just Liverpool and Leicester are kind of the two that I'm it's hard to sell but it's also you know it's kind of a good time that you can get them back with the wild card as well so sure and you sound like uh, the general as well, Steve, obviously. <laughs> okay. I think his accent's a lot nicer from the north of Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, we covered goalies in depth last week. I think both Adam and I tipped up Guaita or Guitar or whoever it was. Adam called him. Um, I brought him in actually after that, um, after the conversation. So I've got the 18 points of the last five days off him which was great so we're not going to talk anymore about that so we're going to move straight on to defenders so 
Um, we've got a graphic up for those who are listening on audio. We've got a list of teams with the best expected clean sheets. And top of that, we've got Leicester. Then we've got Man City, Liverpool, um, Spurs, and then Wolves. This is for the last four games. And then uh, towards the middle, uh, then we've got Chelsea, Norwich, Bournemouth, and Man United. We haven't got the bottom teams. But um, Adam, I suppose we're all waiting with bated breath. Who are the who are the top three defenders you've picked out for this run of four games? Yeah, I've got the unsexy pick, haven't I, of the, of the defenders. I think the first thing, looking at the, the, um, the screen that you put up there, because we had a similar screen when we were looking at goalkeepers last week. Yeah. And we ended up, we both said uh, about looking at Guaita, and I think he was bottom, wasn't he, for expected goals conceded over that period of time. So just going on something that Rich said earlier, for me, this is all about fixtures. I think clean sheets often link to fixtures rather than necessarily the form defences. And I think for that reason, I'm going to completely negate Liverpool, Leicester. I think, I think, Whilst they could get stuff, I think there's some teams with really good fixtures. Um, the ones that I really like, I think I'll start with Villa, and I might surprise people here. I'm not picking a Villa player. Oh, wow. and Because um, I, know, I know people are keen to hear my thoughts on Villa, but I think a couple of things might happen. Firstly, Tyrone Mings got injured yesterday. And so we're going to see a bit of instability at the back for Villa. Um, I think they possibly might rotate the fullbacks in, in some of the games. They've, 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 he's used both Al Mohamedi and Gilbert um, in the last week, so I think I think there'll, there'll, there'll be some um, there'll, there'll be some rotation there potentially. I think Target is whilst I really like him, he does tend to pick up knocks quite a bit. I think he's been substituted in two or three games, so I'd stay well away from Villa from a defensive point of view. Um, and plus, my heart cannot take um, having an FPL clean sheet and um, us potentially losing points or losing yeah. our clean sheet in real life. So I'd stay away from Villa. The teams that I quite like, I think Spurs have had a, vari- uh, a revival. I think yeah. Serge Aurier is a very good pick for his price as well. Mourinho loves a clean sheet. And I think looking at the fixtures, who have they got? So they've got Chelsea might be tough, but I think Brighton, Norwich and Southampton, all potentially clean sheets. Yeah. There, but I think he'll also get attacking returns. Um, the other ones that I quite like is Martin Kelly, and the reason I like him, I just think Palace can't score, so they just don't concede. And their fixtures, I think they've got three away from home, but they play, they've, they've got four fixtures which they could conceivably keep a clean sheet, and he's unlikely to get rotated because of the injuries. So I think he's a really, really good option to have in the team. And I think like you showed with the fixtures for Liverpool, Sheffield United and Leicester, I think a lot of us will have them. But in the ideal defence, the other one that I've looked at is um, Willems at Newcastle. I think Newcastle, Steve Bruce doesn't like, you know, plays fairly negative football. Um, But they've they've done fairly well recently. Um, they've been fairly, they've been fairly tight. They don't concede many goals, and he's got good attacking threat. And I think with Richie having some knockbacks recent as well, he'll probably play all the games. So I think the three that I've picked, I think will start all of the games. They actually play four games, and there's some decent chances for points both ends. 
so that they're the ones i mean obviously you can look at the bigger teams that have done done so well but i think the fixtures aren't aren't so kind i think the only other one to to watch um as well is watford and how they do under pearson yeah. i mean you could look at is it uh keith Cart maybe because i think he's nailed quite cheap got three goals last year so that could that's probably one to watch though so i i would go i would look at boria Kelly and who's the other one that I said Willems would be the three that I would go for. That Willems has got a hell of a right uh, peg as well, haven't he? The, the couple of goals he scored this season has been absolutely good. Okay, um, Rich or Steve, have either of you got anything different from the three that Adam has picked? Well, I'll I'll uh, I'll come in if you like. Uh, yeah, Andy. Um, well, I, I I had a few extra ones. No, down and two of mine were Aurier and Kelly, so I corroborate. And mine, <laughs> Adam. Um, the the only thing that that I would I would I would add in is I, I've been a bit late getting on the Leicester defence. I, I still haven't got a Leicester defender, and I, and I've got the opportunity to probably move to Morion this week, who's mm. pretty highly owned, I think, amongst active players. He's got a bit of a hip injury, and he's out of the Champions League game tomorrow night, so he's probably going to be a doubt for the weekend as well. And I just feel week after week, I'm a bit exposed not having a, any form of Leicester defender. So if you're like me and you haven't got a Leicester defender, this could be a good week to bring them in against uh, against Norwich. I'm not necessarily advocating it as one of the best things because most people have probably already got Soyuncu or uh, or uh, Chilwell or somebody. But if you haven't, and then the Leicester defender is certainly not a bad bet for uh, a couple of weeks. Which which Leicester defender would you go for out of interest? Because I think there's merits to all of them, and I actually yeah. regret not bringing in Evans over Soyuncu a few weeks back. So which would you go for them? Yeah, well, Evans just scored, didn't he? And and again, from a it's, it's sort of in the short term, probably Evans is better for a better for a punt, um, just because he's a bit of a differential. But you know, season long, probably Soyuncu is probably a better bet. But I'd, I'd probably keep a Leicester defender when I come to wildcard and it, I, I don't know there's a lot much between them really Adam but yeah right now maybe I'd go for a bit of a punt on it and uh, Evans you tipped up Adams a while ago Adam didn't you as well yeah well he just looks he looks so threatening from set pieces yeah. so I think he won a penalty the other day didn't he and, he, and yesterday I mean you think he's, he's been he's so dangerous because I think Madison's delivery is incredible and to be fair Soinku probably should have scored as well I think most, most players could have got a return yesterday yeah. for Leicester, unfortunately. I'm sure I'm sure that um, Evans had the most shots in the box um, yesterday, which is uh, stats yeah, in itself. Quite, I, I, think he, I think he had three or four, yeah. I think you're four. right. Yeah. yeah, he did, yeah. Um, Steve, have you got any more of all yours being, uh, being nicked? Um, yeah, a lot of them have been mentioned, but I don't know. I'm a bit of a sucker for the attacking defenders, so... Um, as Adam highlighted there, Serge Aurier, I think, looks really, really yeah, good over this period. Um, I think he's one that will be on my wild card, if not in before that. Yeah. Um, I've got TAA, like everybody else, um, you know, very attacking as well. But if we look at the fixture ticker, not so sure about Liverpool. And, you know, that whole double Liverpool defence has fairly not worked out over the past few weeks also. Um, I suppose the other elephant in the room is Lord Lundstrom here. Mm. He's got pretty nice fixtures um, coming up over the next while, uh, excluding Villa, of course, Adam, next weekend. But um, he's got 
Brighton, Watford, and then two tough fixtures, but it's just at that period where I'll be activating the wild card. Um, I was also interested by your point on target. I hadn't realized he'd been subbed four games early and the fact about Ming's been out as well, because he's someone I was kind of starting to look at. So I might need to reassess my plans there also. He's, um, he's very attack. I do like target. Got very good delivery. He compliments Grealish and, and Huraham when he plays. But I've, he has, I'm pretty sure it's three or four times he's gone off this season and he's not really been out for any huge length of period with injury. But it, it's frustrating. That said, I think when he's gone off on a couple of occasions, he's, it's led to him netting clean sheet points. So <laughs> that, could, that could be a benefit. While Villa haven't conceded, him, you know, him hopping off after 60 minutes could be a bonus. Just yeah, to touch um, on Lundstrom as well, I, d- I do think he's been he's been very unlucky. I'm sure in the last f- few games he's he's at the post two or three times. He's had he had a goal disallowed on the weekend as well. I think it only you know it would only have taken one or two of those to go in, um, and uh, I think we'd be having a different story. I, I see that the official um, FPL. Twitter have started asking the question, is it time for him to go and stuff? But I think only to, you know, it only would have taken one, maybe two of those to go in and he would still have, you know, kind of legend status. But um, so Andrew, just on lunch, it's, it's, a, it's a good point and I don't think any of us are intending to sell him. No. But does, is he still, I mean, bear in mind, he's got some tough fixtures coming up. Is he still an automatic starter? Or do you look at Man City away and Liverpool away and think, do you know what, I probably won't play him in those and, and you know, use the rest of my squad? I think for Liverpool, um, I think he's probably the only one I wouldn't. But against Man City, I mean, if you'd have seen, you know, watching that Man City-Man United game, I know that Sheffield United can't break as fast as Liverpool, but... Uh, sorry, as fast as Man United, but Man United could have realistically scored five or six in that first half. How they only scored, what well, they'll never know, because Rashford, you know, he hit one um, only just wide, he hit the bar. I'm sure they had a few three-on-twos and, and four-on-twos. They just, you know, they couldn't get that, that goal, but I wouldn't have any qualms at the moment. And that goes for all teams. I mean, Leicester Man, you know, it's, it's Leicester... Man City soon. I can see Vardy scoring really, really heavily in that game. I just can't see how they'll keep him out. Um, but that's that, that's just a personal view at the moment. That's that's not what the uh, expected clean sheets continue to say. But um, um, I just I just think at the moment, target Man City because their defence is just absolutely woeful. It's as it's as bad as anyone's. Um, it's the personal view. The only other player um, I chose, uh, the, so the only other defender I looked at, it was a Leicester defender, but it was Pereira. But it was more from an attacking sense. I mean, I've watched, I've watched a lot of football in this last month or so. It just seems that Ricardo Pereira is just constantly um, on the edge of that six-yard box on the right-hand side, cutting the ball back all the time. He hasn't had a lot of luck with it. I know he's had another system goal, but he's just always up there. And like I say, you know, when when um, when he's playing against Angelino or Mendy in a couple of weeks' time, I just think he's going to, you know, he, he could rip them to bits. But, um, but uh, yeah, that, that's the only other defender I had. I, I think in, in summary, it sounds like um, Aurier, Kelly, and then maybe a Leicester defender sounds 
sounds roughly what we're saying. So let's have a look at midfielders then. This will be a very interesting one. There's been a lot of um, interest in this area. Uh, the graphic we've got up now, uh, player XG for the last four weeks. Um, and just looking at this, you can see that um, Ali, uh, sorry, Ali Mane, Richarlison, Sterling, El Ghazi, interestingly, Adam, um, Harvey Barnes, Martial, Ward Prowse, um, Lucas Moura, Son, Sissoko, who would have thought Musa Sissoko would be, you know, in the in the top 10 of XG in the league, uh, Madison, Saar and Pulisic. So um, coming to you then, Rich, um, who are your top three midfield picks for Christmas? All right. Yeah, this 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 wasn't that easy to get to three. Um, there were quite a few I had to narrow down, um, but uh, I think they're, they're they're fairly obvious choices and sound choices. Um, the the number one, you know, standout one. Um, and part apologies if you already have him in your teams is Son Hyun Min. Uh, for me, um, you only have to look at that goal on Saturday that he scored. The confidence and the way that Tottenham are now playing um, to be pretty confident and, and happy about having a couple of Tottenham players in your side over Christmas in the attacking attacking front front eight. Um, many people will have Ali already. Many people will have Son already. So if you have Ali, get Son. If you have Son, get Ali. That's that's what I'm saying, really. But, but for me, um, I'll definitely be bringing Son in uh, probably not until next week, um, just because it suits me to swap uh, Mane out for him because of the, the wild card situation. Um, he's slightly higher owned than than Ali, but I think he's got the perfect combination of, of form, uh, form and fixtures. Um, I'm a Chelsea supporter. Uh, I'm not worried about the Chelsea game at all. I think Tottenham will beat Chelsea at home. Um, obviously, it's not going to be great as a as a Chelsea supporter, but but from a fantasy perspective, don't see that as a difficult game. I definitely think Tottenham will score, um, and so he's my he's my number one pick. Um, would you captain? Would you captain Son in that game? I, I don't know about the Chelsea game, but I'd probably captain him in a couple of the ones to follow. Mm. That um, he's definitely a captain option. Um, I think in nineteen and or in nineteen and twenty. Um, so I'd think about it. I'd, I'd, you know, I think he's uh, he's definitely an option for me. Um, obviously, Vardy and Mane face each other, don't they? That week, is that right? In game week eighteen, yeah. So, so a lot of the regular captain options are, are perhaps not going to be gone for. So we need mm -hmm. to go for another one. Um, so, so yeah, quite possibly Adam. All right. So that's that's Son. Uh, second choice is uh, you know, the second option that I'm, I'm nominating has already been mentioned by Adam, which is Jack Grealish. Um, I, I definitely believe this is a time of year when it's a good idea to have as many talisman players in your team um, uh, as are out there. You know, players that are either the captain or the skipper or the, the go-to man, um, they're, they're just less likely to be rotated. They want to play every game. The fans expect to see them on Boxing Day, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So they're not, they're not. It's impossible they'll get rotated, but but uh, they're liable to play most games. Um, he's on great form. He's definitely a talisman. The fixtures: Southampton, Norwich, Watford, Burnley over Christmas, as as the tickers shown are, are uh, are the best in the table. 
Um, the slight concern is is the four yellow cards, as as Adam mentioned earlier. So I, again, I probably wouldn't get him in this week. Um, I'd wait for um, the 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 game at the weekend to to be out of the way. And I think they've got the the league cup tie next week, haven't they? Um, whether whether he'll play in that, but if he gets if he gets booked in that, he would miss the Premier League game. So just that four yellow cards is slight concern, and I believe listening to a different podcast today that the yellow cards are reset in game week 19. So there's less of a risk on him uh, if you bring him in for game week 18. Shout. All right. Um, and then my final pick is Martial for Man United. Um, I think that um, uh, Man United look a bit resurgent, to say the least, with wins over uh, City and Tottenham. They're going to be full of confidence. Um, I'm sure... Uh, another prominent player will get a mention shortly, but uh, um, Martial is definitely another option to give a give another chance to in in midfield. I'll possibly bring him in for Mason Mount, who's still in my team. I don't think Mount is a, a spent force, but he is probably liable to get rotated over Christmas. Uh, I see the Marshall pick as, a, as an upgrade from him, um, and uh, and the, and the. United's fixes, although they're a bit mixed, you know, Watford, Newcastle, Burnley, Arsenal, they're, they're still okay. I think he's great value at 7.6 as well. Thank you, Rich. Would you take out De Bruyne for Son in the next week or two? Uh, yeah, great question. Um, possibly. Um, I still think he's a season pick for City. He's, and I'm like many people, I got him at his base value at, at 9.5. So I've got yeah. quite a lot of accrued value in him. Um, and he's not someone I'm immediately looking to take out, but he's possibly, if you're a bit impatient over getting Son in, he's an easier option to take out, especially if you're keeping Mane. Um, so that, that's the exact dilemma I face. Do I go lose uh, Mane or um, KDB? And I've got them both at rock bottom prices. So I think I'm probably. I think Marno would be harder for me to get back in in that case, maybe. But Okay, so, um, Steve, can we move on to you? Have you got any other midfielders that Rich hasn't mentioned who you've got your eye on? Really interested in his plans around uh, Mane to Son over the coming weeks um, <laughs> in the lead-up to our wild cards, so with a nice little battle going on there in the league. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm kind of thinking something similar. I agree with the points around KDB or Mane to sell at the moment. It's two tough decisions. Like, you could sell the wrong one there and really get left behind over the Christmas period. I know I still have nightmares over... Was it last Christmas that Salah went on a, that Salah went on a rampage? Um, it was a way to Bournemouth. Was it that, that hat-trick away to Bournemouth where everyone, yeah. including myself, took him out? Yeah, I think day. I sold him that week as well. And yeah, yeah he ruined Christmas for me. So yeah, I mean, I'd be conscious about making a big decision like that this year. But with the wildcard there coming into game week 20, it's kind of, um, it's, it's nice to have. But in terms of picks, um, can't argue with them. I didn't have Martial on my kind of shortlist myself. I had Manny in there for the moment, but, you know, conscious that he's going to miss the fixture. Um, I also think just Deli Ali looks outrageous at the moment um, I'm kind of playing the game a bit differently this season in that after 16 game weeks I haven't watched a full game yet wow. and I'm kind of tempted now to try go the whole season um, because of the time difference here it's really been a killer so what I've yeah. been doing is watching the 
there's a three-minute summary of each game on Up the Sports, which I'm so far so good. I've just been using the three minutes, and it's probably why like the flashier players are standing out to me. But yeah, yeah, Ali just looked really good over the last few weeks. And then I suppose the Chelsea guys are the I suppose what what who weren't mentioned there. And I'm not a Pulisic owner, and I sold Mount recently for Mr. Zaha, but I think Pulisic just looks. He's just one of those players that I'd love to have because he's so greedy and he just takes so many shots and he just, you know, it's all about the glory. So, um, yeah, he's the only one that I suppose I'd be tempted by there as well. Yeah, I agree um, on Pulisic. I've got him in my team and I, I'm, I'm very glad that people are starting to take him out because even though he hasn't had much, you know, he hasn't scored many points in the last few games, he's still there or thereabouts and their fixtures for a long time are really, really good. Um, I had uh, Son and Ali. The third one for me was Richarlison. Um, I just think he looks in really good form. Uh, on the fixture ticker, Everton's fixtures aren't that great, but I think they're a bit skewed. So they've got Arsenal, um, who obviously you know absolutely horrendous at the back. They've then got Burnley, then got Newcastle, and, and they've then got Man City. And as I kind of mentioned earlier, I think Man City are reach, you know are almost reaching Arsenal levels of um, defensive. Frailty. So I see. I actually see those four games as four really good fixtures for for Richarlison, who will be quite low owned. I th- I think he was roughly seven percent or something like that. So I think you know I think he's he's a good pick. Um, Adam, have you got any more we haven't mentioned at all? I think the only one, and we we have mentioned it, but we've mentioned potentially taking him out is KDB. Mm. Just having a quick look at the fixtures now. Leicester. They've got Leicester, Sheffield United, and Everton at home. He's got a pretty good record at home this season. I think he's been unlucky the last few weeks. And I yeah. think, you know, whilst I do really want Son, my ideal situation is I keep Mane, Ali, Ali and KDP as well. So maybe getting a bit greedy around the midfield area. Yeah. Yeah, he's playing well. It just hasn't been, yeah, you know, I mean, he scored a cup, well, one cracking goal. He's, he's played, he's played, um, he's played solid. He's the best player in City's team by miles. Yeah. So in in summary, there we're probably all reasonably agreed on Sun Ali and maybe A N other there. Maybe Martial was you know had had a couple of votes, but um, I've got Son. I'm certainly looking to get Ali in over the next week or two for sure. I'm a Spurs fan, so maybe I'm a bit biased, but um, Ali looks to me back to the form that he was in a few years ago. I think I think I mentioned this on a couple of of pods recently but that season where he scored the 220 odd points he just looked unstoppable he's basically playing off the shoulder as a striker he's a great finisher as well he's good in the air so um, for me at that price he's a, a bit of a no-brainer moving on then to strikers which is obviously really interesting with all the different options and value we've 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 got at the moment and um, the graphic we've got up is xg for strikers again over the last Four games, uh, headed by Vardy, uh, 1.32. We then go Rashford, Aubameyang, Jimenez, Wood, Jota, Jesus, Ings, McGoldrick, interestingly, Firmino, Abraham, Barnes, and then Kane. So, Steve, you're first up on this one. You get first dibs on this one. Who are the three strikers who are going to catch your eye over Christmas? My first pick is a bit out there, and I don't think he'll be on anyone's radar, but a Leicester striker called Jamie Vardy. Um, oh, who's that? He's, I think he's scored for eight weeks in a row now. But oh, um, okay. 
I know I, I don't think you can look past Barty um, coming into the Christmas period. He's got the form, he's got the fixtures. I know yeah. he's got like Norwich in there. He's got the City um, game and we've been talking about their defence. He's got West Ham, Newcastle. Um, like what's he on 16 goals currently for the season? And um, I was listening to another podcast last night and the point was made that last year's Golden Boot winner had 22 goals and if he's on 16 already, <laughs> um, it's it's quite interesting. And I think the record actually is Salah with 32 goals. So I think he's on track for that at the moment. But um, yeah, I, I, I can't look past Vardy and I don't think anyone's going to argue with me there. Um, the second one, because I just made a move last week myself um, with my forwards and I was debating between my second choice here. But I think I, I think I went with the wrong option. But my second choice would be Rashford as well. Um, again, form, fixtures. 10 goals, five assists from the, from the highlights I've watched. He's just been electric and he just looks like everything is going through him at the moment. Yeah. That shot that hit the crossbar at the weekend, like just the confidence of that alone made me like jump out of my seat here. Um, he's got Arsenal, he's got Brighton, he's got Everton, Watford, Newcastle. I think I've sold him to myself even here. Um, <laughs> yeah. but I just need to work out how I can get him into my team. But... Um, and I see he just hit the 100-point mark as well for the season. Um, and at 8.9 million, I don't think you can go too far wrong with him. Um, it's probably just a matter of trying to fit him into your teams because I know a lot of transfers will be trying to get the Spurs midfielders in. And then for my third pick, I went with Tammy Abraham. I sold Sterling this week to fund a move for Ali and Tammy. Um, I know he didn't really... Um, reward me immediately but 11 goals three assists 19 bonus points um i, I know his ownership has dropped a bit but he's still at like 35 percent um, ownership he's got Bournemouth up next and we saw what happened them last week he then has spurs at hampton arsenal brighton and i think with the bit of uncertainty around pulisic mount in the midfield for chelsea the reason i just got him in was a kind of like I think if he's fit, he's going to play, right? So we saw what happened when he was he was out there um, a couple of game weeks back, and yeah, I just can't look past Fardy, Rashford, Tammy um, for my three picks. Yeah, I agree. Just um, just a point while we were talking about the Arsenal defence, um, Og Bonner has just scored for West Ham against Arsenal, so uh, further further mark to target the Arsenal defence for Richarlison uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Um, Rich, let's come to you next. Have you got anyone else outside of those three? Uh, well, that is probably what my three will look like. Um, so, well done, Steve. Yeah, I, I want to bring Rashford in. I think his form is is uh, the best it's ever been. He's yeah. looking he's looking really mature, stronger, um, very, very fast. Yeah, uh, he'd probably come in for him and there's not sure which week, but I'm definitely going to get Rashford in. Um, the one that I'll mention that, might be an option for people and and I'm still going to leave myself the option to do this is Harry Kane um, now that's I'm not saying he's value over the three that we've just mentioned but I'm in 450,000th place right now and I need to have a different player to some of the other teams because my team's pretty similar to everybody else's and I'm not sure a lot of people will go for Kane um, therefore because he's got such potential to have an explosive week he's always got a hat trick in him potentially um i will give him a mention as as another option for people um who are you know perhaps 
you know, going to move money out of midfield and, and want to get someone that not everybody else has. Um, if you're not going to have the double up in midfield, then one of Son or Ali with Kane is another another sound option. But that's because I'll wildcard him out probably in game week 20. So that's another one of those sort of flexible options that doesn't commit me too much. Yeah. Cheers, Rich. Um, and Adam, have you got any more? I think the first one I want to, the thing I want to do is just counter argument on Rashford a bit. So I own Rashford. I, I called United terrible this time last week, and obviously they that spurred them on to have a, a very good week. So maybe Solskjaer used that as, as his uh, team talk. Um, I I think that United, and I, I wasn't surprised that Rashford did well against Spurs and City, and I think I even posted it on Twitter a few weeks back saying that actually those games will suit United. I think they struggle breaking teams down. So if you look back recently, the game where both Rashford and Martial blanked was the uh, Bournemouth away game. And they, I mean, Rashford struggled a bit against Villa when they sat back. And I think the fixtures don't line themselves up necessarily to, you know, they're not great um they're not teams that are going to really come at you. I think Watford will be fair, probably gold dust at the end. So I just think we just need to be a little bit wary of um, of uh, Rashford. That said, I've got him and he's not going anywhere. I'm just, you know, so maybe I'm trying to put people off so they don't bring him in. And um, I think the other one I've got, which nobody else has mentioned, is Dominic Calvert-Lewin. He was brilliant the weekend. And I think if Ferguson, and this would be the big thing, if Ferguson stays in, him and Richard, you know, they could stick with the four four two. Him and Richarlison um, up front. So I thought he was excellent. So that that'd be the, I'd I'd consider him. I think my ideal will be um, Vardy, Rashford, and um, Abraham there. Yeah, I think I think I'd I'd counter back against you, Adam, on Rashford. I <laughs> I just think um, from what I've seen the last few weeks. Um, I think the closest I've seen in terms of um, threat and performance, and the way he, the way he strikes a ball as well, I, you know, it's it's almost Ronaldo esque when he was at Man United. The way he used to strike the ball, the way he ran at them, that penalty he went against Man City. I know it's only winning a penalty, but he ran through the whole defense, you know, and got and got clipped. The 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 the, the goals he's you know he's obviously scored. Uh, that shot against the bar, the shot against the you know the barman city, the positions he's taking up as well. Um, as much as I, um, I hate to say it, you know, because obviously I grew up when United completely dominated, and it was very very boring for me. As much as I hate to say it, I think Rashford is just, you know, I think he's the I think he's the next big thing potentially in world football, and I'm not trying to be sensationalist but what I've seen the last few weeks has just been absolutely as as, as Steve said it it got me out of my seat and it's not very often you get that but um, I'm bringing Rashford for sure just off the fact that every time he picks the ball at 30 yards out on that left hand side I, I cringe inside I don't want him to shoot because I think he's going to score every single time and the free kick he scores you know the, the, um, was it a month or so ago Um what a free kick that was. That was Ronaldo-esque. But, um, but I think anyway. two, two big things for Rashford, which we haven't mentioned, is penalties is huge for United because they get loads. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's cemented himself as penalty taker. 
and he's also very, very good on bonus points. Yeah. So I think almost every time he scores, he gets bonus or gets three bonus. So yeah, I, I, I think United will be um, struggle against teams that sit back, but Rashford as a player, yeah, I'd agree with everything you just said there. Okay, so in summary, probably Rashford, Vardy and Abraham are probably the three. We did have some shouts for Kane, um, Calvert-Lewin, Adam, I love I love that show. That'll be interesting if that comes in as, as well. But uh, yeah, that's it for strikers. So moving on to our teams then for this coming week, we come to you first, Rich. Have you, have you made your moves yet? Um, or uh, are you yet to make them? Uh, no, no, I haven't. Um, as I said earlier, I'm probably looking at that and seeing that my bench um, is uh, is not is not great if Tamori doesn't make it for the weekend. Um, I'm quite happy with the two Chelsea players at home to Bournemouth. I don't see the need to move Mount out. It'd be mad to move Manny out at home to Watford or or uh, or uh, any of the other players. They're all fine. Um, so I think I'll probably make a defensive move and just carry that. I've got two transfers, so I'll carry them into 18 uh, and probably get. Um, Evans after this conversation uh, from from Leicester just to go into the middle of my defence I've got to make a transfer or I'd have to burn it so uh, yeah. that'll probably be my single move then I'll take two into two into the bank It's a very nice looking team there Rich um, Moving on to Steve then, Steve have you made any moves yet? Equally boring here no moves on my team either um, I took a hit last week there to get um, Abraham and Ali in for Sterling and Connolly. So um, just looking back there, I think it was only my third hit of the season, which is not normal for me. So um, I'm kind of I'm happy enough this week. I would like Rashford, as we've all discussed there, but I just can't find a way to get him into my team. Um, if I take out Jimenez, I'm still short. And if I was to sell, I was looking at trying to get rid of Jimenez and Zaha for Grealish and Rashford, but I'm still short. So I think the wise move, barring any injuries this week, will be to just leave it as it is, and then I'll have, um, I'll make a couple of moves then before I play the wild card. So I think Grealish, Rashford, Son, even for Mane, I have a few kind of ideas up my sleeve, but um, yeah, I think I'm going to leave it as it is for the weekend. Are you keeping the faith in Zaha? <laughs> it's a tough one. Like I brought him in, he looked great. He got those two goals in a row. He's done nothing since. You, you can't sell him this week with the fixture, right? But no. um, yeah, he's definitely in the chopping block. I don't think he'll be in my wildcard squad. I'd prefer Grealish. And I thought fixture-wise, he was the pick over Grealish. But yeah, I'm not yeah, happy with him. I've never missed a lot of highlights watching, not watching Crystal Palace, Steve. <laughs> That's true. I haven't seen much they're, highlights. They're, they're very much a nil-nil side. <laughs> yeah, I've seen lots wouldn't of highlights he, of he, that new goalkeeper. Well, you, do you know what? You wouldn't even get three minutes worth of highlights with Palace. <laughs> <laughs> I actually watched the highlights and I saw um, it was a killer this week. I had um, Gary Cahill on the bench, but I had him as second sub. So when Mane didn't play, I was, and I saw Cahill's performance, like those last line, like he had two outrageous um, defensive saves in the last couple of minutes. And I saw he got bonus. And then when Cantwell didn't start, I was delighted here. And I went off to bed with the time difference. And I woke up to see that Cantwell got a lovely one point for me to block yeah. um, Cahill's eight points. So, um, killer. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, and just to confirm for our listeners that you are Captain Invardi and you were as well, Rich. Was that right? Um, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Mane is another good option, but yeah, Vardy, you can't really look past it. No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, and Adam's team, I, I saw, um, it's not on here, but I did see you're getting Kelly's eight points off the bench this evening, Adam. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. Well, on um, Saturday morning, I did originally have Cantwell first on the bench and um, I had a feeling he wouldn't start or he would struggle. And I, that's why I, sw- I swapped Kelly literally at the last minute on Saturday morning. I thought, oh, it probably won't have much of an impact, mm. but it goes to show these little things yes, that right. so I, was, I was pretty, I was pretty, I'm pretty pleased with that. I think this week I'm a bit disappointed. I can't seem to fit Kelly into my starting lineup because I think they look really good defensively, but I, I can't really take out any of my other no. defenders. Yeah. And then probably Pulisic is the only other one, but he could, I think he's been a bit unlucky the last Agreed. three or four game weeks. I think there's a, you know, there's a brace in there somewhere that's going to come up, or so I'm happy. I'm happy, happy holding him. Hopefully, he'll start. That's my only worry. Um, if he has another quiet game, and obviously they've got a big, is it big game tomorrow night against Lille? Is that right? So yeah. then maybe, um, you know. But if, if, but I think I think I'm going to save my transfer. I'm fifty fifty on the captain. I think Mane versus Watford could be a really good shout, but. I, I, at the moment, I think the safe place stick with Vardy. He was electric yesterday. Uh, yeah, he, I mean, I can't really say anything else on him. So, um, yeah, I'm going to def- I'll definitely be safe from a transfer. Um, and I'm pleased that Pope's actually got a good fixture. I just hope he's not dropped. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of people being dropped, Adam, do do you think? I thought it was a bit a bit surprising that Campwell was dropped yesterday. I thought he'd had two or three really good games. Uh, scored a couple of goals, I think it was. He was definitely got man of the match in one of them. Um, I was just surprised he didn't start. I don't think he was dropped because Lorridge made three or four changes. I think it's because of the three games in a week and he's had um, a couple of niggling injuries. I think he was rested, and I think so. I'm pretty sure. He, I'm pretty sure he'll start so the, be, the next game. Yeah, still be a safe fifth mid for Christmas then. Basically. I think he's perfect for. I think he's perfect because you, what you don't want and. Um, is somebody who's too, you know, who's too good, and you get in too many, you know, you benching dilemmas, etc. So, I think Campbell's Campbell's fine, but actually, I think Kelly's a better option than him at the mm. moment to, to to sit first because I think Palace will. Um, I mean, I don't know if you've seen his starting record this season; it's incredible. Um, I think he's got clean sheets the majority of games yeah, he's played. I saw that. Yeah. Okay, and uh, and Captain Invardi, yeah, with with Pulisic, I, I've got um, him as well. He did look, he did, he did look very tired on a weekend. I just hope, I hope he's rested against Lille, and I hope he plays on a weekend. But um, but we'll see. Um, just moving on to my team, then I've actually had to make my transfers because I had the exact exact money. Um, so I took out. Alexander Arnold, uh, which may sound absolutely ridiculous, but I do have Robertson. I would have taken out Robertson, but I was 0.1 short, and I upgraded Connolly to Rashford, which is probably you know a very good upgrade, I would say. I'm quite I'm quite excited for the weekend. Looking at that team, um, just for our listeners, I've got Guaita, Sayanchu, Robertson, Lundstrom, Mane, Son, Pulisic, David Silva, 
Rashford, Abraham and Vardy captain and Tomori and Kelly and Cantwell on the bench. So um, reasonably, but every time I get excited, I think I posted this on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. I looked at my team, I thought, oh my God, how is this team not going to get 100 points? And I said, knowing my luck, it'll get 41 and it actually scored 42. But um, that, that's just, just the way it goes at times. So, so you uh, were lucky in that case. I was lucky, yeah. I actually exceeded expectations, yeah. So, um, and overall, it's a very, well. very strong bench you have there. Like yeah, I'm just looking at it, you can nearly bench boost this week almost. I know we won't, but like, Jesus, it's a strong bench you have there. Yeah, I think with uh, Tamori, I'm not, I'm not sure I mentioned it earlier, was it um, Adam or Rich about Tamori, but Rudiger's back in the squad now as well. So I think I think he's got to go. I think, you know, he's he's had a good run. He's, you know, I, I think he, he got us a nine points about a month ago um, and a couple of other... I can't see him getting four but, starts over Christmas. Andy. No, no, I can't. And, you know, and... Chelsea as well, yeah. defensively yeah. and not, if and not defensively the best of Yeah, <laughs> agree. So, um, okay, so that's that's it from us. Um, Adam, where can we find you outside of this podcast? Um, a Hopcroft thirteen or at um, where is, where are we going on Friday? You can find me there on Friday night and buy me a drink if you want. I'll, I'll touch on that now in a second. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, Rich, uh, where can we find you? Uh, I'm at Rich Clark FPL on Twitter. Love your job. And yourself, Steve? I'm at FPL Fairy on Twitter and Instagram. Okay. Uh, so my Twitter handle is at Fergie222. Uh, this video is available on YouTube with the podcast versions available on all major podcast libraries, including iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. If you like what you watch and like what you hear, please, please like, share, subscribe, and retweet. It all helps us get the word out and any comments and feedback are very welcome. Our new Twitter handle is at FFH underscore HQ and our podcast Twitter handle is at FFH underscore podcast. So please follow and feel free to ask any of us any questions. Our website is fantasyfootballhub.co.uk where you will find everything you will ever need for fantasy football all under one roof. And as Adam mentioned, we'd just like to give one last um, shout out to the joint Fantasy Football Hub and Who Got the Assist Christmas FPL Meetup this coming Friday, which is at the Marleybone Bar and Grill at 6.30pm in London. All are welcome. It sounds like it'll be quite a crowd there. Um, so if you could make it, it would be great to see you all there. Um, Rich and Adam, I know you're going. Obviously, yep. Steve Carnes, you'll be there in spirit. But um, I'm currently looking up flights here as we speak. Actually. Are you really? <laughs> pretty good. We've got uh, someone coming in from Amman, I think. Oh, so that on Twitter, actually. That's right. So 6.30 London. I'm looking yeah. at flights here, right? Okay. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm coming from the Valleys. Uh, we've got um, Mark McGedigan, I think, is coming from... Glasgow is it? Um, he lives in. We've got people coming from all over, so it should be it should be a hell of a night. And uh, I know Rich has got his works goes his party before, and I've so got mine after as well. So it's going to be yeah. a really heavy yeah. couple of days. Yeah, um, take it easy on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, so hope to see you all there. Anyway, um, we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll be back with Andy Green and Luke Wilson, who is at FPL Equation will be making his FPL podcast debut. Um, all that's left to do is wish everyone a great Game Week 16 and bid you thank you and good night. Good night, everybody. Cheers, all. Good night. Good night, all.